The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Now at 5, the note found on the Michigan shooting suspect. Why it led to schools in another state closing. And will they or won't they? The Austin City Council prepares to take up a four-year police contract. The city has already agreed in principle, but tonight, why some council members are giving it a thumbs down. An unseasonably warm Valentine's Day evening, but the winds continue in our next cold front not too far away when the wind chill returns. And thanks so much for joining us. I'm Daniel Marine. And I'm Jennifer Sanders. People at Michigan State University are mourning the deaths of three students killed last night when a gunman opened fire on campus. Five more are still hospitalized in critical condition. Police say the 43-year-old shooter was not a student and did not have obvious ties to Michigan State. Chris Pallone has the latest on the investigation. Videos posted on social media show the terror and fear gripping Michigan State University as a gunman roamed the campus. I um, thought that I was going to die. Claire Papulius was in Berkey Hall attending a night class just after 8 when the gunman walked in. Three or four, like really, I could hear gunshots like directly behind my head. And I could see the smoke, like gunpowder or something from the weapon firing, and then I could smell. And immediately I dropped to the floor. She says students in the back helped the wounded as others broke open a window and helped survivors escape. I will never forget the screams of my classmates. Claire called her mother as the attack was still unfolding. I heard like three gunshots and screaming and... We jumped in our car and drove up there. Hundreds of officers swarmed the campus. Police say the attacker killed two students in Berkey Hall before killing another near the student union just down the street. Then, after a short manhunt, police found the 43-year-old gunman dead. They say he shot himself. I'm enraged. I'm angry. Students' emotions boiling over from the constant threat of violence. It shouldn't be that we are having to protect ourselves by barricading doors, hiding in basements. We have to be calling our loved ones and not wanting to hang up the phone because we're not sure if it's the last time we'll talk to them. Now is yet another American campus reels from the shock and grief of what should be the unthinkable. The search for answers is just getting underway. Chris Pallone, NBC News, East Lansing, Michigan. And police say they found a note in the gunman's pocket making threats against two schools in Ewing, New Jersey. The city closed its public schools today. They're expected to reopen tomorrow. Five years ago today, a student opened fire inside a Parkland, Florida high school, killing 14 students and three staff members. 17 others were injured in that attack, and the shooter was just recently sentenced to life behind bars. And new at 6, we'll explore new Uvalde-related legislation rolled out today from State Senator Roland Gutierrez. He's jumping off the Parkland anniversary to propose new gun restrictions here in Texas. And while facing strong opposition from Texas Republicans in control, he does have the support of several of the Uvalde school shooting families. Austin police say the body of a missing Austin man, Jason John, was pulled from Lady Bird Lake last night near 30 East Avenue. Now, John was last seen walking nearby on Rainy Street early Sunday morning, and that was on February 5th. Mayor Kirk Watson tweeted that he's in contact with the Trail Conservancy to share the John family's concerns about lighting and safety in that area. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry.
Had a little bit of rain early this morning, but once the sun came up, it was all sunshine from there on out. And right now we're seeing that on clouds and radar. The sun helping warm temperatures, but so are the winds, believe it or not. Here's a live look outside. Little City Landscape Supplies. What the camera there and Round Rock. You know I love to show this camera because those palm fronds are moving. It's indicating those gusty winds that are still out there at this hour. We've got wind gusts of 15 to about 25 miles per hour in the hill country, and they're noticeable here in the Austin metro. Not quite as strong out east, but still a little air moving. Woo, those winds bringing in some dry air. Look at your relative humidities here in central Texas. This is not normal, right? To see those humidity 10, 15%. It's dry air coming in along those west winds, and we do not like to see anything in the way of rain for your Valentine's Day evening plans. Even the temperatures helped out by that warm wind. Upper 70s for this hour, and we'll eventually get down to the low 60s, but still warmer than normal for this time of year. Coming up, what do I have for you? The lighter winds will be here tomorrow, but they're not calm, just relatively speaking, not quite as horrible as today. Our cold front's coming. It'll be here tomorrow night, and behind it, even more wind, more fire danger, and some colder temperatures. We're back to near widespread freezes to finish the week. We'll go in detail and talk to you about when those changes will be here and what your weekend looks like. Got another holiday on the backside, President's Day. All those details here in about 10 to 15 minutes. All right, Kristen, thank you very much. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley announced today she is running for president. As Alice Barr reports, she's the first challenger to former President Trump for the Republican nomination and likely not the last. A political horse race is beginning to take shape with Republican Nikki Haley today announcing she's running for president in 2024. It's time for a new generation of leadership. The former South Carolina governor and ambassador to the United Nations during the Trump administration is the first to challenge former President Trump for the GOP nomination, earning a mixed response from her ex-boss, who noted she said she would never run against him before wishing her luck. People don't perceive that Donald Trump is as strong as he used to be, and that is encouraging a lot of Republicans who do want to take this step. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis widely considered another GOP hopeful press today on his intentions. Nikki Haley announced her presidential run today. Do you plan on following suit? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> President Biden weighing the right time to announce his re-election plans, today expressing grief over yet another mass shooting, this time at Michigan State University. We have to do something to stop gun violence ripping apart our communities. As he grapples with that seemingly intractable American tragedy, the president facing lagging approval numbers and criticism over persistent inflation and a perceived lack of transparency over those unidentified objects shot down in U.S. airspace. All challenges Republicans are seizing on as focus begins to shift to the next presidential election. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. California Senator Dianne Feinstein says she will retire at the end of next year after three decades in the Senate. Now at 89, the Democrat is currently the oldest sitting member of the upper chamber. Several House Democrats have already announced a bid for her seat, including Representative Katie Porter. The state's Health and Human Services Commission is warning the millions of Texans with Lone Star cards that are loaded with financial assistance to beware of scammers. Already this year, it says there have been 32 investigations into card skimming. That's where devices are fitted onto card readers to steal your information. Now, to protect yourself, the state suggests that you use your Texas Benefits app to monitor any purchases, freeze or unfreeze your card, and change your PIN. 
A drone that can both fly high above and dive under the water. Just ahead, how developers hope to use this technology. Austin City Manager announced an agreement in principle on a four-year police contract. Why some city council members say they're opposed. And the case of a rancher accused of shooting a Mexican national on his ranch is making international headlines. We'll look at the arguments being made in the courtroom. Some black patients in need of a new kidney could receive a transplant sooner. That's because the Organ Procurement and Transplantation Network in the U.S. just switched to a race-neutral formula to determine who's eligible and when for a kidney transplant. Ahead on NBC Nightly News, Yamichi Alcindor speaks with a woman surprised to learn being black was ever a factor in her wait time and with a doctor who says this change is key for health equity. So we're writing we're a wrong where their priority was artificially pushed down. And we're, we're looking to write that so that it's just a, a more accurate reflection of where they should be on the list. And coming up at 530, why black Americans are at a higher risk for needing a kidney transplant and how many people this adjustment could help. Well, you want to see this. A Japanese telecommunications company, a giant there, KDDI, has teamed up with drone makers to develop what they call the world's first air-to-sea drone. Experiments of the water-air combination drone were carried out on a remote island in western Japan. Now, the main drone flies autonomously, and then once it reaches its destination, the subunit, which is an underwater drone, enters the water. Now, the sub-drone, which can be controlled remotely, is also equipped with a camera so it can be used to inspect underwater. The innovative technology is expected to reduce demanding labor in the observation of fishing grounds and the inspection of infrastructure like dams. Yeah, and what you doing for hurricane season? We'll put those out there too. Let me show you what's going on with your pollen count today. This was the slide over the last 24 hours. Unfortunately, it'll get a little busier than it did yesterday at this time. So we did see an increase in both mold and cedar, both at medium levels. It's a 248 cedar count, over a 99,000 count for mold. I do expect this to get worse before it gets better. We got more wind to talk about. It's coming up in your first winning forecast. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Austin City Council will consider two big items during a special meeting tomorrow. First, will it direct the city manager to pursue a one-year agreement with the Austin Police Association instead of the four-year agreement in principle laid out already? And will there even be a city manager to direct it? KXAN's Grace Reader dives into everything you need to know going into those votes. More than four years after Austin City Council last approved an agreement with the Austin Police Association to work towards a deal that may be acceptable to council. The debate is once again laser focused on oversight how and who investigates officers and how they're disciplined. Last week, Austin City Manager Spencer Cronk and the Austin Police Association announced they'd come to a four-year agreement in principle. But in Austin, City Council ultimately signs off. We have been briefing council both in executive session and in the public around these negotiations. We've asked him to make sure that we are okay with a four-year contract before presenting it to the public as a done deal. Some city council members say it's far from a done deal. Councilmember Chito Vela put forward a resolution to table the four-year agreement altogether and instead negotiate a one-year extension. Because the other caveat here 
is there's an election in May. We should not take steps to undermine the will of the voters before they have even had a chance to vote. There will be two police oversight propositions on your ballot this spring, and that opens a whole other can of worms. The issue that we have is that this effort uh, they've given the same name as ours. The same name, but they're not the same. One is backed by a social justice group, the other has ties to the police association we learned. Regardless of which voters want, the concern some city council members have is that a new contract with the police union will erase the will of the voters. Petitions should go to the voters. Grace Reader, KXAN News. And the Austin Police Association's president said last week they're not going to work on finalizing a four-year deal while also deba debating a one-year contract. Now, we also expect to hear more about the cost of all of this tomorrow. City Manager Kronk has said the four-year agreement will cost the city significantly less than the one-year extension. And tomorrow, the city council could authorize severance benefits for City Manager Kronk, and it could potentially appoint an interim city manager. Austin Mayor Kirk Watson says he added the items following the city's management of the ice storm. Watson said the lack of clear and timely and accurate communication that left our community in the dark was unacceptable. Now we've got a timeline for you of Kronk's five years as city manager at KXAN.com. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Well, you're stuck with me tonight. It's Chief Meteorologist Dave Diamond. Enjoy some vacation time. So let me show you what's going on with your forecast here because tonight is going to be a relatively quiet night. Storm system lifting away from us. We've got mainly clear skies out there. Currently sitting at 78 degrees. It is very comfortable for February. Southwest winds at 10 miles per hour. Humidity low, only at 13%. And I'll tell you, these winds are getting better. They're not perfect yet, but better than what we had earlier this afternoon. Wind still gusting 15, 25 miles per hour out in the hill country and then about 15, 25 even here in the Austin metro. So when will they go away? Well, really not anytime soon. They get better as we get into this evening. Wind gusts of about 15 to 20 miles per hour. Same thing as we wake up tomorrow morning, but tomorrow's still looking breezy. It's still going to be a day where that air is moving around on us, but notice the direction. The winds are coming out of the south tomorrow afternoon, and we still have those wind gusts about 25 to 35 miles per hour west of the hill country, so the fire danger is still in the conversation here as we get into Wednesday and more so Thursday, too. The red flag warning was only issued for Lano and Gillespie County today. This is going to take us until 7 p.m. for the low humidity and the strong winds. Basically a bad combination if a wildfire were to spark. I expect that pink color to be a little more widespread once we hit Thursday because we got a cold front coming in. Let me talk to you about it because if I put this into motion starting tomorrow morning, a lot of cloud cover, and we pretty much stick with mix of sun and clouds through the day tomorrow. It's not going to be as bright and blue as what we had today. But the cold front arrives late at night, so I'm talking late Wednesday into early Thursday morning. This is midnight, and yeah, we could squeeze out a little bit of some light rain, but it will not be heavy. It will not be widespread, and that cold front's in and it's out. Behind it, a mix of sun and clouds for your Thursday. Same kind of thing on Friday. Now, what are we going to get if we're not going to get rain out of that front. We're going to get another round of wind. Wind gusts will start to come up. So tomorrow is kind of the day between the really windy conditions we had this afternoon and the really windy conditions to come. Watch. Watch as this cold front gets in here. This is Wednesday night. Tomorrow night at 10 p.m. Here come these winds. Notice the direction now coming out of the northwest. That's a cooling wind for us. So not only do our wind gusts get to 30, maybe even 45 miles per hour on Thursday, it's all also going to bring in some much cooler air. Will we see any meaningful rain this week? 
I'm not hopeful. I mean, our rain chance is 20% tomorrow night, and that's the best looking rain chance we've got in the next six to seven days. So over the next week, rain will not be the story. It's going to be the winds, and it's going to be the cooler temperatures. We go from near 82 degrees tomorrow to this thing dropping us down to 50 Thursday, Friday. So you will notice that 20 to 30 degree drop, not only in the afternoon, but also in the overnight hours. We're waking up to a near widespread freeze both Friday and Saturday morning. Now, I'll tell you, your week Weekend afternoons look better, 60s and 70s. 80s come back as early as next week, but we could see another storm system bring some light rain chances on Monday and Tuesday. Details still a little fuzzy since we're looking that far out, but make sure you're staying up to date with us. We'll, of course, keep an eye on that for you. I want you guys to be prepared for the winds that we've got coming in and that big drop in temperatures by Thursday. The case of a rancher on the U.S.-Mexico border behind bars for two weeks now is gaining national attention. Just ahead, the shooting on his ranch and questions about a state law. Some say it should be protecting him from charges. An Arizona rancher has been behind bars for about two weeks, accused of shooting and killing a Mexican national on his property less than two miles from the southern border. His legal team says the rancher only fired warning shots in self-defense. And as Marky Martin reports, there are growing calls to free the 74-year-old. Do you swear that the information you provided here is the truth and nothing but the truth shall help you God? Yes, Your Honor. The man in the orange jumpsuit, 74-year-old George Allen Kelly, an Arizona rancher charged with first-degree murder in the shooting death of a Mexican national on Kelly's 100-acre ranch along the U.S.-Mexico border. It's alleged that on or about the 30th day of January of 2023, Intending or knowing that this conduct would cause death with premeditation did cause the death of the victim with the initials of GCB. The victim is this man, 48-year-old Gabriel Quinn Butamea of Nogales, Mexico, identified by the voter registration card he was carrying. According to court documents obtained by News Nation, Kelly had returned home to eat lunch with his wife after finishing chores. As they were eating, they heard a single gunshot and saw a group of men moving through the trees. Kelly's attorney writes, they were armed with AK-47 rifles, dressed in khakis and camouflaged clothing, and carrying large backpacks. None of them were known to him. He had not given any of them permission to come onto his land. Reportedly scared for his family's safety, Kelly carried his rifle onto the front porch and confronted the men, who allegedly pointed an AK-47 at him. Kelly's attorney says he fired off warning shots high overhead to scare them off and they fled. After calling the U.S. Border Patrol Ranch Liaison, which aids those living along the border, sheriff's deputies and Border Patrol agents scoured the land and its cameras, but didn't find any trespassers. Hours later at sunset, Kelly found the unarmed body of a man, now known to be Quinn Butamea, outside in his pasture. Arizona is a stand-your-ground state, but Kelly's team maintains he did not shoot directly at anyone. And that was Marky Martin reporting. Kelly remains behind bars with a million dollar bond. His attorney has filed a motion to have him released or his bond reduced. He's back in court on the 22nd and multiple fundraisers have brought in more than $300,000 in support. Well, coming up tonight on KXAN at 7, we have all new episodes of Night Court and American Auto. At 8 o'clock, La Brea is all new. And then at 9 o'clock, it's Magnum PI. Before we're back with KXAN News at 10.
Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.